0: Visit carp.ca.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby's Nimer. The face of hunger is changing in this province. Seniors are twice as likely to use a food bank regularly compared with other visitors. We look at the factors behind the dramatic 10% bump in visits by older Ontarians. And Christmas can be a difficult time for many, but it's particularly challenging and lonely for seniors. We explore some ways to help navigate the holidays to bring cheer to older loved ones in the family, no matter where they live or their level of health. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. For the first time in at least five years, pneumonia was among the top ten reasons Canadians went to the ER last year. There were almost 135,000 pneumonia-related hospital visits. That's a 13% bump from the year prior. And older adults made up 65% of pneumonia patients admitted to hospital. The Canadian Institute for Health Information says its new data is a timely reminder to take action to prevent pneumonia, like good hygiene, getting vaccinated, and following the advice from public health units. A philosophy revolutionized by Zoomer Media founder Moses Neimer is gaining traction elsewhere in the world. Age is only a number. In Italy, Old age now begins at 75. This week's decision by Italy's Society of Gerontology to increase it by a decade found that being 65 today is the same as being a 40-year-old three decades ago. But Italians aren't just living longer, they're staying healthier longer. In Italy, surveys suggest the average life expectancy for women is 85 and 83 for men above the European average.
2: Oh, baby, don't hold out, baby, it's
0: cold
1: outside You'll be hearing this holiday classic on Zoomer Radio this season, but not on some stations. Is it a nod to changing times or more an example of political correctness? Rogers, Bell, CBC and others refused to play the 1944 song over mounting criticism of inappropriate lyrics in the wake of the Me Too movement. The Academy Award winning song features a duet where the man asks the woman not to leave. Zoomer Radio listeners have been emailing and calling in, thanking Zoomer Radio for keeping this holiday classic on the air. Older Americans are the fastest-growing age demographic on Facebook and Twitter, according to new research by the Pew Center. 67% of seniors use the Internet for shopping and entertainment, but the majority are looking at news, weather, or politics. They're also increasingly using social media to connect with family and friends. And when it comes to smartphones, the number of those over 65 has doubled in the last five years. 40% now own one. Speaking of seniors embracing technology, Zoomer legend Dick Van Dyke had the best comeback on Twitter this week after British TV host Piers Morgan mocked him by tweeting that in these politically correct times, Dick Van Dyke should change his name to rich, non-binary, gender fluid. The 92-year-old comic actor has apparently dealt with internet trolls before and learned you're better off saying nothing. Instead, Van Dyke simply tweeted a photo of himself looking rather unimpressed. Thousands tweeted their support for the aging actor, saying he won the Internet this week. I'm Christine Ross, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. There's been a dramatic increase in the number of older residents using food banks in this province. A new report reveals more than half a million Ontarians turned to food banks last year, and while that sad statistic is only slightly higher than the year prior, there's been a dramatic jump in those over 65 relying on emergency food. One of the big reasons behind the jump is the rising cost of housing. Michael Maidment is with the Ontario Association of Food Banks that released this year's Hunger Report.
3: To see you know, a category of food bank users such as seniors jump by as much as 10% was a surprise.
1: Is it simply a reflection of an aging population?
3: No, we we actually looked at that. When we first saw the jump in seniors, we looked a little deeper, and we looked at the number of seniors in the general population, and we found that seniors using food banks, um, that 10% increase was three times faster than the growth of seniors among the general population.
1: Why such a dramatic jump?
3: We think really when we dug into the numbers um, and we looked to explain that jump, it pointed to the increase in cost of living and you know everything around us has increased especially housing and not just in cities such as toronto or ottawa we're seeing it really all over the province one of the things that we see is that people are spending a great portion of their income on housing to stay housed, of course, and specifically with reference to seniors, some of the supports that seniors depend on, such as CPP, old age security, guaranteed income supplement, those benefits haven't really increased with the pace of the cost of living. And so when seniors reach retirement age, they're finding that the cost of living continues to rise every year, but those supports that they depend on simply haven't kept up.
1: And on the same week that your hunger report came out, came another report about the cost of food, groceries. It's saying that the average family of four will be paying $400 more on groceries. So that's just kind of uh, making matters even worse for those who have to be using food banks.
3: Exactly. And in Ottawa, we've looked specifically, Ottawa Public Health tracks the cost of food every year, and we've seen a 19.6% increase in the cost of food since 2009. Food itself is certainly a pressure. You know, the other thing I think that we're seeing is that the employment market is changing. I mean, we certainly know that Less people among us depend on a pension for retirement. Um, if we look back to the 80s, there were many more people that were working in positions with organizations that paid a pension. I think now only 34% of Canadians have a pension
0: mm-hmm.
3: as part of their employment. We've seen you know, a rise in part-time jobs, contract work, and I think what we're seeing out there is that Because of this type of precarious employment and the shift in the labor market, we're seeing that people are simply just trying to survive. They're trying to keep up with those rising costs. And they're not preparing for retirement, not because they don't want to prepare for retirement, but because it's too difficult to live to put away the funds for retirement while they're struggling to keep up with cost of living.
1: With these recent numbers in this hunger report, what's next?
3: The food banks can only really provide support that they receive from community. We're not mm-hmm. government-funded. Sometimes there's some municipal funding, but there certainly is no provincial funding. So. You know, it's up to us to look to the community and get the community support so that we can continue to feed people who need our help.
1: What stood out to you in terms of the rise in senior hunger?
3: We've crossed over a half million people relied on a food bank last year. It's the first time that we've gone above a half a million Ontarians. Shocking. Um, So, so yeah, it is shocking. I mean, 500,000 people who rely on food banks throughout the year. The other number I think that's shocking is, you know, that there are 2.9 million visits. So people aren't going to a food bank once. In many cases, they need to turn to a food bank uh, multiple times per year. And we're certainly the the largest portion of people who are turning to food banks are recipients of social assistance.
1: So what can be done? What do you recommend?
3: Well, the first recommendation out of the report is to build more affordable housing. There is a very, very strong link between the amount of affordable housing that's available to ontarians and people who use food banks and we think that if we build more affordable housing we will see less people ultimately turn to food banks because the amount of income that they spend on housing will go down so that's Mm -hmm. the first recommendation the second recommendation is to look at the amount of assistance that we provide to people and to look at the rates of assistance Issues such as um, assistance such as CPP, OAS, GIS, those assistance programs haven't kept pace with the cost of living, so we need to look at that. The second recommendation really is looking at the benefits themselves and having those benefits, including social assistance, keep pace with cost of living.
1: How optimistic are you that those recommendations that you have now floated will be uh, responded to by various government agencies?
3: There has been significant dollars committed. This is now the National Poverty Reduction Strategy is enshrined in legislation and has an official measure now put in place so that it's consistent across Canada. And it's a market-based measure Because we know that the poverty line is different in the city of Toronto Mm -hmm. than in the city of Thunder Bay or in the city of Windsor. Certainly different um, across the province and across the country. So that's a pretty positive step. I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing from the federal government. There are some policies that we're still waiting for the provincial government on, um, you know, specifically around social assistance and what the, the provincial government will do with a redesign right. of the social assistance support. So we're waiting for those. And, you know, I think we have to be hopeful. We have to be hopeful to keep working in this sector and, and keep supporting people.
1: That was Michael Maidment of Ontario Association of Food Banks. He's also the CEO of the Ottawa Food Bank. I'm Christine Ross, in for Libby's Nimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, making the holidays special for aging family members.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Many Zoomers have experienced caring for aging parents, and this time of year presents unique challenges. Seniors can feel isolated during the holidays if they live at home or in long-term care homes, or if their health is compromised. But there are things family members can do leading up to Christmas to help minimize the stress for older family members. Author Carol Bradley-Bursack with some
2: tips. The holidays, while they want to celebrate and enjoy them, there is a little bit of unavoidable negativity about them.
1: What are some of the things that family members can do to make it, or to, to mitigate the stress for older family members at Christmas time? And it's the preparation of the leading up to it that seems to be the time that we can be most effective.
2: That's a huge amount of it. Um, it's a matter of. Writing Christmas cards, something as simple as that. Maybe uh, the organization is too hard or arthritic hands make it more difficult. So if a family member can do that part, then the person can perhaps sign their name and get the enjoyment out of it. Same with decorating. If family members can go over, make it a pleasant time, and decorate wherever the elder is, let them direct whatever they would like. Uh, You can suggest, but let them direct. But use the things that they love. Maybe tone it down if that's what they want. But use the younger bodies to do the work and let them just sit and enjoy it.
1: It seems like most things as we age, small things can be daunting or almost overwhelming. So how do we mitigate that type of stress leading up to Christmas?
2: Oh, that is one of the biggest things. And I mentioned the ability to decorate or even the hands. But also, going places, everywhere has steps. Uh, In our part of the country, we're battling ice and snow a lot, and these things are difficult. I used to carry a can of sand with my parents (laughs) and getting them out of the car, throw sand in front of us like somebody would flowers, but it would get us into places, but those things can make people not want to go out. They want to stay in just because of the the, uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. So if younger people can just remember, maybe dad doesn't want to drive over, maybe we could pick up mom and dad or two or three other people and bring them along make a party of it so they don't have that hassle that makes everything much easier.
1: Now one of the things you say is that your company is key.
2: Oh absolutely that's what I always say at the end your time and your company is the most invaluable thing you can give. Allow the people to your elders especially to tell their stories ask some leading questions let them know you're interested in their company and you want to be there. That's more important than any physical gift you can give. And uh, you'll find out you enjoy it a lot more, too, when you go in with that attitude.
1: And sharing family history is part of that?
2: That is essential. I think in the hurry that we have now, we forget family history is important. And when we're younger, sometimes we don't even think about that. But as we age ourselves, suddenly think, oh... I wish I would have listened to Grandpa when he talked about whatever. Right. (laughs) This is a great time to let them, ask them, and let them tell their stories and listen.
1: At Christmas time, there are signs of depression. Uh, I know when my dad was in a home, we had to keep an eye on him because he became quite sad this time of year. How do we Mm -hmm. look out for those signs, and what can we do?
2: Well, we know our parents better than anyone, or our loved ones, our spouse, whoever it may be. And uh, it's much easier for us, actually, if we are aware, to pick up on these things, and maybe even the caregivers in the homes. And this can also, by the way, happen at home for people who are aging in place. Right. Uh, they become more isolated or they're losing friends. I think some of this is normal as we age just simply because of the realities, but that doesn't mean clinical depression, and it doesn't mean withdrawal. So what we can do is not push them to be more social than they want to be, but to offer them opportunities and make it easier for them to go places or to have someone in. Let them know they don't have to cook and clean and do all of these things if they're in their own place or if they're in a home like your relatives were. Let them know that you're bringing things. You're bringing treats so that they can give those treats to their friends. You're going to decorate the room with what they would like. They don't have to do anything but but be who they are and you love them as they are.
1: Is there anything else you would like to add or let our listeners know where they can get more information if they feel that they're overwhelmed
2: in terms of caring for an older member of their family at Christmas? I know that in Canada you have your federal and provincial Mm -hmm. organizations that can help, but you can go to them. Don't suffer alone. You don't have to become frantic you don't have to become the only, feel like you're the only person out there. Reach out and reach out to support groups, reach out online, and uh, go to a support group in person if you can. But try to find some help.
1: That was author and speaker Carol Bradley bursack who spent over two decades caring for elderly family members. Check out her blog for more tips at mindingourelders.com. I'm Christine Ross, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up. The singer who played Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat for over a year of performances in Toronto is celebrating a birthday.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Weekend Review, brought to you by Carp, a new vision of aging. Support Carp with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Welcome back to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby Snymer. It's time for your International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Bob Komsic.
4: The Yuletide came to London's West End last week with a Christmas carol opening at the Old Vic. This week, a long-lost portrait of the author has gone on display at London's Charles Dickens Museum.
0: Most of
1: the material associated with him had been found and sits either in public or private collections.
4: Museum director Cindy Segrue says the portrait, last seen in public in 1844, was found in a trinket box in South Africa. South Andalusian References has opened at the Picasso Museum in Malaga, displaying works by the artist alongside valuable Spanish artifacts. The Garden of the Prophet has opened at the Immigration Museum in Melbourne, Australia, featuring works by Lebanese-American poet Khalil Gibran that have inspired the most influential figures of our time from John Kennedy to John Lennon. The Prophet was first published in 1923, and with his mysterious identity adding to his allure, a new exhibition of the works of street artist Banksy has opened at the Museum of Cultures in Milan. I'm Bob Komsik with the International Arts Datebook.
1: This week's birthday celebration goes out to Donny Osmond. The eternally youthful singer was born December 9, 1957, and was thrust into the spotlight almost immediately. At just five, he was singing on live TV as part of the Osmond Brothers on The Andy Williams Show. In the 70s, Donnie became a teen idol, known for hits like Sweet and Innocent, Go Away Little Girl, and Puppy Love, gracing the cover of Tiger Beat magazine. Soon after, he was a star as one half of The Donnie and Marie Show, a variety TV show co-hosted with his sister Marie that featured plenty of special guests. Now, at 61, he's still going strong, performing in the Donnie and Marie Show, one of the most popular shows in Las Vegas, running regularly since 2008, entertaining tourists who come from around the world. Right now, let's go back to the teenage years of Donnie Osmond. Here is Puppy Love.
4: And they called it Puppy Love.
1: That was Donnie Osmond with Puppy Love. The singer and one-time teen heartthrob is celebrating his 61st birthday today. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Christine Ross for Libby's Nimer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide.
0: You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Nimer.